Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello there and welcome to the WP Builds podcast once again. This is episode 116 entitled How to Secure Your WordPress Site with Oliver Sild from WebArcs. It was published on the 21st of February 2019. My name is Nathan Wrigley from pictureandword.co.uk, a small web development agency based in the north of England. And I won't be joined later by David Wormsley because today is an interview, as I've said, with Oliver Sild. We're talking about internet security and so on and so forth. But we'll get to that a little bit later. I've got a few things to request of you first, if that's okay. Um, Most of them are going to URLs on the wpbuilds.com website. For example, if you go to wpbuilds.com, you'll find a whole bunch of menu items at the top of the page. The first one that I'm going to draw your attention to is the subscribe link. And on there, you can join our newsletter by filling in the form. Please come and join our Facebook group if you haven't done so already. There's some bit some fabulous conversations going on over the past week. People helping each other out with all things WordPress. Also, I would very much encourage you to go and join our YouTube channel. If you go to wpbuilds.com forward slash YouTube, then you'll be able to find everything that we do. So that's a whole bunch of stuff not related to the podcast. We do little demos and contribute episodes and so on. It's all there on the YouTube channel in an easy to consume format. Okay, the other thing that you can do is join our Slack channel and sign up on Messenger and so on, just to be alerted about the the podcast on a Thursday and the the news on a Monday that we put out. Okay, the next one is the deals page. If you go to wpbuilds.com forward slash deals, we've added a few new ones over the last couple of weeks. So I'll briefly mention we've got Project Hoddle, Wallace in Line, Groundhog, If So, WP Ultimo, uh, Beaver Team Pro, Main WP, Block Party, Blog Vault, Malcare, Toolset, WP Security Audit Log and Widget Options, all with significant amounts off. And uh, as I say, we keep adding to those. And if you're a developer and you've got a plugin and you'd like us to add it on there, feel free to reach out. I'd be more than happy to, to put it on for you. Okay, the next one is wpbuilds.com forward slash webinars. We've got three webinars coming up. Um, You've probably missed the one with Oliver Sild because it's actually the day that this podcast was put out. But nevertheless, we've got one with Chris Badgett from Lifter LMS coming up, telling us all about Lifter as a learning management system to help you create your course content with WordPress. And we've also got Adrian Toby from Groundhog, a CRM and marketing tool, which helps you do your CRM and marketing with WordPress as well. So that's Good stuff. Come and join us and find out from the creators how all of this works. Speaking of creating stuff, wpbuilds.com forward slash contribute. Come on, join me. I'll share my screen with you. You share your screen with me and tell us all about something that you've done. Most recently, we've had Bradley Kirby on telling us about um, the Beaver Builder plugin that he's built called Wallace Inline. He's updated it to version 2.0. So we chat through what that looks like and what amendments he's made. Tom Carlos talking about his new split testing AB plugin, which I think is in beta stage now, and various other ones. We've got nine episodes up there. They're very short. They're only about 15 minutes or so. But if you've got something you would like to tell us about, show the community, I'm sure we'd be more than happy to have you on. And the last one is wpbuilds.com forward slash advertise. Most appreciative of our advertisers. And if you, as I say, have a product, come and join us. Come and be on the WP Builds podcast and yeah, get 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 more notoriety for your product and uh, and hopefully gather some more sales. The WP Builds podcast is brought to you today by Project Huddle. Are you still using email for client feedback? Well, there's a better way. With Project Huddle, client feedback has never been easier. Point, click and type interactive comments right on top of any website. For 20% off, visit projecthuddle.io forward slash WP builds and the page builder framework. Do you use a page builder to create your websites? Well, the page builder framework is a mobile responsive and lightning fast WordPress theme that works with Beaver Builder, Elementor, Breezy and other page builders. 
With its endless customization options in the WordPress customizer, it's the perfect fit for you or your agency. Go to wp-pagebuilderframework.com today. And WP Ultimo. Could you imagine having your own profitable network of WordPress websites that can be 100% set up and configured by your clients? Make it a reality with WP Ultimo. Payments, plans, limits, templates, customization, it's all taken care of. Just download the plugin, configure the options, and you're ready to go. Visit wpultimo.com today and find out more. And we honestly, sincerely, truly thank our sponsors of the WP Builds podcast. Okay then, let's get to the main event. Today we're talking to Oliver Sild from WebArcs. WebArcs is a platform which allows you to manage the security settings for your WordPress website. It actually works with all sorts of other things that are not WordPress, but in this case, we're talking about the WordPress integration and the plugin. Um, obviously, you know, you want to keep your clients' websites secure, and it's nice that they've built a platform that enables you to do that and have everything in one central dashboard. Just before we begin, Oliver has very kindly offered the WP Builds audience 50% off from the first year of any plan. You will Redeem that by going to their website and using the coupon code WPBUILDS, all capital letters, no spaces. And it's a very generous offer. Get yourself 50% off the first year. Okay, I hope you enjoy this week's episode. Hello there. Thank you for joining us once again on the WP Builds podcast. Today we've got an episode which is kind of like a tinfoil hat kind of territory uh, to propel ahead. Kind of, I guess we'll at some point get into the technicalities of things. So a nice one for those of you that like their like their internet security because that's what this is about. And all the way from Tallinn in Estonia, we have Oliver Sild. Hi there, Oliver. Hey there. Oliver is on the podcast today because he uh, is in charge of a company which I suspect by now you may well have heard of, probably if you went back a year or so ago, maybe not the case. Uh, it's a, a WordPress plus anything PHP security platform and it's called WebArcs. That is spelled W-E-B-A-R-X, and you can find it at webarcsecurity.com. No spaces, no hyphens, nothing like that. So, um, Oliver, just some very basic questions to get us started, if that's all right with you. Would you sure. mind telling the audience, for those of us that don't really know a great deal about internet security, what are the problems that we're frequently encountering on the internet? Why is internet website security something that we should be freaking out about and worrying about? Yeah, so I think it's all coming from, you know, personal hygiene, you know, in online kind of. So uh, in many cases, people kind of tend to uh, forgot the same things as, uh, you know, we had like uh, pre in previous years with even, you know, personal computers. So, you know, you don't kind of want to update the stuff and, you know, you don't have time to maybe, uh, you know, make sure that your passwords are kind of... Uh, uh, on the on the right length and you tend to try to remember everything as quickly as possible so you you know do kind of things that you know write uh, you know very personal or uh, important information on a post-its and you know all these kind of small things that actually eventually makes up the whole whole issue um, in terms of websites in general well, nowadays we have kind of reached into a point where web, like every company that is, you know, I, I could say that basically every company that is going to be uh, founded will have a website. And yep. it doesn't matter if the founders are technical or not, they're still going to have the website. And, uh, you know, building websites have never been easy as, easier as it is right now. And, uh, you know, functionalities and all this, what you you know, want to offer to your visitors on your website, you know, you always don't want to kind of build everything from yourself. So other people have created it for you. So, you know, components, plugins, extensions, however you call it on different uh, content management systems like WordPress, you know, these are all developed by third parties and you often don't have an idea what is actually built inside of that. And uh, it's, it's kind of the same issue with computers, you know, you have to keep everything updated uh, unless you know you're going to have a bad time. With the 
with the sort of history of hacking and internet-related problems, uh, if you turn the clock back several, maybe a decade or so, I think the worst you could expect was probably somebody would uh, hack your site in inverted commas and they might deface it. In other words, they might post yeah. something that uh, you know demonstrated how clever they were on that website and you know they might take it over and say hacked by such and such a person um, maybe they would just take the site down as simple as that they you know it might be that you were a competitor and you might be hacked and your site disappears off the internet is that still the case I don't think it is but is this the primary purpose of hackers these days or do they have uh, financial um, financial reward as one of their goals nowadays. What what are the points? Why do people try to take down our beautiful, lovingly created websites? Yeah, like one thing is that, of course, like these defacements and you know DDoS attacks and all that is you know called like an hacktivism kind of thing. You know, it's always kind of related to some political views or religious views or something that people want to express. You know. So in these terms, uh, we, still, we still see a lot of uh, defacements going on. This is usually uh, what the hackers who are, you know, just got into it kind of do because they want to brag to other hackers that they can do it. Yes, so, yes. Uh, this is what we still see a lot, but it's not that, you know, usually this is the easiest thing you can kind of remediate and the easiest way you can kind of detect it. Uh, but then again, you know, uh, over the time, what 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 a website is? Website is kind of a uh, public view of a if, of a server or what is a server? Server is a computer, you know. It's all resources. So kind of if you have like those billions of websites online, you can in one point start to think about like how can I you know get access to these resources that are there publicly available, uh, even though they should be you know protected and be accessible only for the owners. Uh, but nowadays, with you know uh, so many vulnerabilities going around with component security and with uh, web application security in general, uh, you know criminals have found ways to kind of monetize it in a very in very good ways. One way is, for example, you know uh, SEO injections, so they could you know infect your site with uh, some bunch of keywords and things that, for example, only uh, search engine will see. For example, we have seen very good cloaking methods where uh, where a website is, you know, when you go and look at your website, everything is fine. There's this content that you, only you can see. And then if you Google your site on Google, you can see a lot of, you know, funny things like, you know, Viagra commercials and yes. you know, all these different things. So this is all, you know, kind of redirecting your traffic, which was your resource to some third party or like ill-intentioned hackers kind of place where he eventually expects to make money. Now, what is very latest thing is, you know, crypto mining. So aye, aye, aye. <laughs> this is a pretty nasty one. Like there, there's multiple issues with crypto mining. One, if one thing is that your site might be infected with crypto mining itself. So it means that like a rogue JavaScript is infected, uh, injected to your site. So all your visitors are going to, you know, uh, mine like Monero or some other cryptocurrency uh, for the hacker. The other thing, and this is usually like very well hidden and, you know, they're trying to hide these things because they don't want you to, you know, kind of remove it. Uh, and there's the other thing that, uh, you know, kind of uh, cri with crypto, crypto jacking or, you know, is that advertisements, you know, uh, there's been a lot of issues that uh, ads are going like, you know, we have dynamic ads so you can kind of, you know, uh, make JavaScript based ads and all, all yeah. these things. So. You, you kind of, nobody actually uh, hacked your website, let's say, but you are kind of running ads which are coming from an ad network, and this is loading this JavaScript in, uh, miner on your website. So this is kind of also an issue nowadays. It's not so big problem anymore, but I would say when, you know, all this coin hive and, you know, all these things started, then this was a real problem. Yeah. Um, and additionally, of course, uh, you know, these are all like these kind of, smaller things but when we look at like a very you know big level then wordpress site there's so many wordpress sites there's so many websites which are linked to servers so eventually what we see a lot happening also is that the huge botnets are trying to kind of get access to wordpress sites and you know hack them and get the access and then they just sit there don't do anything they're not you know kind of sending your traffic away but they just sit there 
and wait for commands. And this is, I would say, like the most uh, dangerous part because, oh, indeed. you know, big attacks like against governments or, you know, uh, even like some uh, uh, infrastructures like healthcare and so forth, you know, these infected zombie-like WordPress uh, sites that are kind of added into a botnet can be used to, you know, uh, conduct like a ransomware attack and so forth. Yeah. So it's really up to everyone to kind of, you know, keep the internet more secure, keep their own resources, their own resources, and understand that there, nowadays there is not really, you know, the thing that you, uh, you know, I'm running a small bakery, why would anyone hack my website? That's a really good point, isn't it? The idea that um, most crime is kind of, there's a lot, well, certainly the crime that most of us would be associated with is, is you know, it's personal. You might have something stolen from you or something. And, and you can sort of determine why that's happened. Oh, he, he wanted the phone. She wanted the wallet or whatever. Yeah. And and so that argument then often carries over, I think, to people who own websites. Well, why would they want to, you know, why would anybody want to hack my website? I, I sell socks on the internet. Why? Well, of course, the reality is it's got nothing to do with you. It's yeah. simply got to do with the fact that you, you, are in possession of a paid-for resource. You have bought time exactly. on a computer, um, and because you've bought that time, and that computer is on the internet and is able to do things that a computer can do, like command and control uh, zombie botnets, and you know, like being able to push traffic to somebody else's websites, you're a target, whether you like it or not. And yeah, with WordPress exactly. having sort of thirty, pushing thirty-five percent of all websites, it is a massive. Well, I mean, it's basically, it's got a great big target painted all over its back. That is not to say that the software that builds WordPress is is poorly written, because it isn't, but it is widely used, and that's, I suppose, the difference. So just talking about you for a minute, you're obviously, um, you've got this company, WebArcs, and this is what you do now for a living. But I yeah. just, I think it's always interesting to see why somebody has authority in a particular area and you know so my, my next question is really how, how did you get into web security what's your what's your technical background uh, in founding this this company so yeah i was actually a very security kind of um, you know i've been an enthusiast for as long as i ever can remember basically already from primary school uh, I remember running like a private service for some video games and kind of, you know, learning how to keep them secure because it was kind of, you know, Wild West back then uh, <laughs> when there's, you know, gaming private servers. So people kind of fight it over the players and all that kind of stuff. So I ended up, you know, keeping my own server secure so I would get DDoS and you know, all this kind of stuff. And I, I, I can say I was like 14 or 15 years old back then. So, uh, yeah, from there on, I kind of went to learn IT and networking in general. And uh, over the studies, I kind of uh, got introduced into uh, like a military unit for uh, cybersecurity in, uh, in here in Estonia. So I was, you know, voluntarily uh, putting my time into, you know, trying to uh, make good out of it. So uh, not to make good out of my skills, basically. So uh, and then, yeah, after school, I just uh, uh, started to build my own web agency. So uh, this is probably everyone who is kind of having like a technical background or who is like somehow um, into IT or something and they are going to go into entrepreneurial, you know, way, like most of them are going to start a digital agency, I would say, or something yep, like, yep. It's, you know, building websites. So this was happening to me as well. So uh, we were running a digital agency building around 60 projects per year. Uh, we try to focus also on like uh kind of uh, on a security as well and building like a secure web development or, you know, do that kind of thing. So what additionally we did is we, uh, we, we scraped information online to see if there was websites that were hacked and the owner might have not known about it. Ah. So we kind of reported to those website owners that, hey, you have issues, uh, why not we can help you, you know, and so forth. Uh, which did, don't really work very well because, you know, website owners don't understand still why they have been, you know, hacked or why they are being targeted. <laughs> Especially, it sounds very fishy. If you yes, yeah, 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 it does, doesn't it? You know, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. before them, you know. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you've perpetrated it and then <laughs> just exactly, like... <laughs> exactly, yeah. And I'm pretty sure someone has, you know, done it as well. Like yeah, legit, yeah, like, yeah. Business for, for some inland, uh, ill-intentioned guys, so... And yeah, uh, at one point, uh, as I said, we were doing like 60 projects per year and 
And uh, we kind of stand with the same issue. Uh, how we make sure that the projects that we have built are, uh, you know, working well, are up, running, and they're not vulnerable. Uh, because, you know, not all your customers are understanding the need for kind of uh, maintenance services and for security in general. Uh, and whether or not you try to, you know, explain them very well, uh, they would just say that, yeah, I don't have money, I don't want that. Uh, but eventually, if something happens, they still come back to you, you know, showing fingers. Yes. So, uh, yeah, for us, it was like, you know, let's just, you know, make ourselves a dashboard where we can just, you know, make some regular scans about our previous customers' websites, understand if they're, you know, properly staying up, if there's any errors, if there's any issues after updates, if there's, you know, uh, what kind of software versions are running there, if there's any plugin versions that are connected to any vulnerabilities and so forth. Uh, and yeah, at one point we understand that, hey, wait, it's, just, it's not just our problem. There's so many digital agencies out there who are, you know, having the same issue, you know. We have even, you know, met with an agencies who are now our customers who kept their client list in Excel, you know. So, you know, it's not very practical <laughs> way of understanding, you know, because the information is dynamic. So, you know, you don't know if there's vulnerability on this uh, specific plugin now uh, if it wasn't like two two months ago because all these things are changing so rapidly. So yeah, in the end of 2015, we just went to one uh, competition with uh, our big idea and uh, and in 2016, in the in the second half of 2016, we actually started to, you know, mind map it and start building the whole engine behind that and uh, and, and kind of also ended up to work as an agency and completely switched over uh, to become to you know build the web application security platform for digital oh. agencies. Okay, so um, fast forward to today, you've um, you've you've said goodbye, waved goodbye to your agency. This is now full time job for you and how many other people? So yeah, we're running right now five people, and uh, we are already in US in. Uh, in Croatia, like our team members, and we and we basically plan to hire more people uh, now. But we are really up to automating things, and uh, uh, we kind of try to you know be as um, uh, efficient as possible, so we don't have to grow in team, but rather grow in uh, uh, in a good technology and a good you know uh, efficiency. So. Uh, yeah, so uh, we plan to actually grow a bit this year. Okay. Uh, uh, but uh, we are yeah, a relatively small team. Well, doesn't mean that you're not fighting fit, though, does it? So the the next question I've got is: I think a lot of people listening to this podcast will be familiar with some, um, let's say, famous WordPress plugins that you know you download the plugin. Perhaps you pay for a. a a pro version or something like that, and you install it on your website. Now, um, time for confession here. I've never used WebArc, so all of these questions that I'm now about to fire off are me asking how it all works. So sure. I hope that's all right with our audience as well. So first thing, um, Oliver, would I would I be downloading, is it exclusively, well, I know the answer to this one, is it exclusively to WordPress? And do I install a WordPress plugin, or does this work slightly differently to traditional WordPress plugins? So yeah, well, basically we started supporting like WordPress uh, first. It makes sense because WordPress is, you know, almost, you know, ruling the world right now. So uh, the thing is that you can actually install the firewall itself or the firewall engine uh, and the scanning and the portal and everything works with any PHP application. So we have people, you know, having WordPress sites, Joomla sites, Magento sites, Drupal sites, even some you know really custom Laravel websites uh, on our on our uh, on our platform and being you know protected with our firewall, uh, but we do have a WordPress uh, plugin and this is made specifically so that it's very easy to install. Uh, it has hardening options that a lot of WordPress owners care about, uh, and you know like for example you know. With WebArch, you can you know set two-factor authentication for your WordPress site, and you know uh, manage like the cookie uh, cookie agreement and policies and all these kind of things as well. So we kind of have 
put a bit more value to WordPress owners, but yeah, you, you, you end up installing a WordPress plugin, which does the configurations for you. Okay. Uh, yeah. And does, does the WordPress plugin, is everything that your service provides within that plugin? Again, I think I know the answer to this. Or is that plugin um, like a, a wrapper, if you like, a shell for something which is going on elsewhere? Or is everything done inside of that plugin? There's a cool thing I can say that, you know, uh, WebRx, you know, it kind of, or WebRx, uh, the ARX in the end uh, stands in Latin as a citadel. So ah. the whole point is that you kind of take a part of WebRx, put it into your website or a castle, how you call it, you know. So this is like the main control center, uh, but eventually uh, WebRx plugin basically connects your website with WebRx portal or then, you know, command center, let's say, or, you know, WebRx dashboard or portal. So basically, uh, it, all it does is it runs the engine on your website and, you know, um, does the kind of processing there. But the, the thing is that uh, after you install WebRx, then you will get like the cloud-based dashboard where you can even, you know, update your plugins, uh, you know, do all these kind of things remotely. So... So yeah, like most of the stuff is actually happening on the portal, but you, you use plugin to connect your website with WebArts. Okay, um, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, I was imagining it would be like that because of the fact that you mentioned that it would work with just about anything that's written uh, with PHP. Um, yep. So okay, let's imagine that I've installed, I've, I've, you know, I've, I've signed up. I've got a WebArts account. There's the online uh, portal aspect to it, and I've, I've installed my WordPress plugin, and um, I've connected the two things. Presumably, there's some. Uh, you know, fields to fill out and some API integration to, to do. Um, what is WebArts actually doing? When I when I click go and uh, hand it off and say, right, get on with it, WebArts, do do your stuff. What what is it doing in the background? Now I realize this is this is probably a long topic, but feel free to, you know, to go in at, at great length, because I think this is the bit where most people are going to be interested. Yeah, so uh... The thing is, when you kind of you know add your website, to, you know, let's say you sign up, you add your website to WebArcs. The first thing is going to happen is that uh, without any you know installation need to be done or configuration to be done on your website, we start to you know check uh, everything about your website remotely. So what we do is if we check if you know there is possibility to do enumerate kind of software versions externally. Uh, which gives us, you know, a glimpse if uh, if attackers could do the same thing and, you know, then target like more targeted attacks against the site. And additionally, we check if your domain is being mentioned in, you know, blacklists. Uh, we check if it's mentioned in, you know, this kind of, as we were talking uh, earlier about these, you know, defacement things, you know, there are stat databases and websites where hackers are bragging about, you know, you know, I defaced that and, you know, uh, all these kind of hacktivism sort of things, then uh, we also check if your domain is being mentioned in some of those hacker communities like, you know, Zone Age and, you know... Oh, that's so. so cool. So somebody... So you go and scrape the hacker websites. That's yeah, great. So, <laughs> so, yeah, we check if the domain is kind of mentioned in some you know, sketchy places, uh, which would give you an idea. If, for example, we even did it for... Uh, uh, for, you know, some pastebin entries. So in, in case the domain is kind of mentioned in some, you know, operation anonymous uh, target list and your website is in there for whatever reason, then you might know it before the attack actually happens. Yes. So it's a good thing to, you know, kind of keep in mind and, you know, get alerts on. Um, and yeah, we also check if, you know, your uh, SSL is properly configured uh, if it's, you know, one thing if it's enabled, but the other thing it's also if it's actually kind of forced, uh, which a lot of people failure to do. Yeah. Uh, um, and then, yeah, we check if, uh, for example, your site connected to some, maybe you have like some kit library and if there's uh, actual uh, leak of, uh, uh, of credential through some, you know, public kit repositories and, you know, all these things. Um, and yeah, we check for plugin vulnerabilities. So we kind of fetch uh, all the information about the plugins that are installed or like the components installed on your website. Uh, we don't kind of, you know, do this kind of scanning that if, you know, I, I will, you know, try to attack this plugin with then like 
some sort of SQL injection uh, exploitation method and see if it passes or not. But what we do is we just take uh, all the software versions that are running on your site, starting from the core version to plugin versions, to PHP versions, to Apache versions and all that, and then basically compare it to all the data that we have like um, from the from the whole internet, basically, uh, if there is any vulnerability associated with this specific version of software, if there is any uh, public exploit written for that kind of specific software, and then basically, depending on that, uh, our API is sending uh, virtual patches and firewall rules or additional firewall rules directly to your website automatically. Uh, so in this case, we don't really, you know, kind of uh, uh, put too much of our rules uh, on your website that they have to, you know, kind of filter through, but you only have the relevant stuff. Plus, we also have like OWASP top 10 web application uh, uh, vulnerability, you know, exploitation rules, which we, you know, prevent from uh, as a default. Uh, but yeah, from again, from the external point of view, we check, you know, uh, also uptime if the site is down or up, if, uh, you know, what kind of response it's given to the visitors. Um, we check if there's, you know, rogue JavaScript infected to the website so we could uh, detect if there's, we actually added this after one big incident here in Estonia uh, where this kind of thing happened where, you know, ads were pulled from a network and the ads contained a crypto miner. So, uh, yeah, we also check for crypto mining uh, scripts. And, uh, uh, there's a lot of things actually. Yeah, so. yeah. I say, but you could maybe I'll give you a chance to have a, a slurp of water or take a breath because that was that was very comprehensive. So it's it's phoning home and uh, or rather you are finding out about what version of PHP we got, what version of Apache, uh, what WordPress plugins we're using, um, and then aggregating that data and letting us know. Um, about potential vulnerabilities and can we update plugins via WebArcs as well? Is that a, an option to kind of use it as like a, a center for keeping our websites up to date, not just informed that they're out of date? Yeah, actually, uh, this though is like WordPress only feature because we only have yes. developed like a, a CMS plugin for WordPress yep. because it's the most popular one. But uh, yes, you can actually see all the plugins that are turned on. You can turn them off from WebArcs. You can update them. Uh, you know, you can basically manage all the plugins and you can even manage users. So uh, yeah, you have kind of full access to, and you can even start, uh, you can even, um, uh, change the plugin settings that are on your website through the portal. Great. So you kind of you kind of have the whole management eventually on a single dashboard where all your websites are kind of yeah you know, ready. yeah really interesting. So I suppose the keen listeners at this point will be thinking, okay, that's great. It's provided all sorts of information about. Um, about what my site has on it, and that's lovely. And then it's, it's um, you know, we've discovered that there's a couple of things that are out of date and what have you. But the the key word, I think, that you, you threw in just once that needs to be explained is is the word firewall. And perhaps you nobody will out there listening will, will know that WebArcs has this uh, web application firewall. But that's what they use, and that I think needs some explaining on a on a fairly technical level. So, how what is a web application firewall, or WAF, and how does it actually protect us? Because um, because that in itself is 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 a bit of a mystery, I would imagine, to a lot of us. So yeah, web application firewalls in general, there's like different categories which you can you know uh, put them. There's on-site firewalls that run directly on your like on-premise basically there's also hardware firewalls which are for networks and but yeah in, in in terms of web application firewall itself there's on-site firewalls and there's like cloud-based firewalls so like for example cloudflare you you know so, uh, you basically send your whole website traffic or your dns is you know kind of connected to cloudflare servers so basically whole traffic that comes to your website comes through the uh, WordPress or the CDN traffic, so uh, or the content delivery network. So uh, and the on-site firewall is is running directly on your own website and without any traffic being uh, kind of sent, uh, sent through any third party. So this is what we do. 
and yeah, basically what, what WebRx is capable of is that we filter all post-get server cookie. Basically, the whole thing is uh, built around the whole HTTP protocol. So basically everything HTTP protocol uh, consists or all the variables, uh, our firewall is capable of analyzing all that. So what we do is we basically check if, you know, there's, uh, there's known exploitation methods try to, you know, um, run through your website or if sometimes even, you know, uh, people try to kind of put post something through your co uh, comment forums or through, you know, uh, or through forums in general, which includes some uh, obfuscated code or, you know, something's very, you know, uh, something that shouldn't be there. So uh, WebArcs also can intercept that. So everything runs before kind of WordPress. And we have an, we have kind of uh, uh, done a, a huge bunch of uh, kind of um, benchmarking to, uh, to bring down the latency uh, issues with which I know uh, some other WordPress uh, security plugins have uh, with, you know, kind of uh, putting up too many rules in HD access file, for example, and you know all these things. So, uh, with WebArcs, uh, with our firewall engine, uh, is the thing that basically you won't get virtual patches or uh, exploit specific rules unless you actually are affected. And then now, you know, this makes sense because you know we fetch the information about the plugins and all the software that is running on your site, so we understand if there's actually vulnerabilities or um, you know vulnerabilities in there that need to be protected uh, so yeah so the the again the the sort of takeaway there for me at least anyway was that this this is doing things I think you said before it touches WordPress so yeah. in a in a typical um, setup we might be sort of slightly reactive we're analyzing things that have happened to stop them this is trying to stop them before they happen. So before WordPress gets its, before WordPress even does anything, the idea is that this web application firewall spots something on the way in, the sort of ingress, uh, and stops it happening. I'm, I'm interested by that because I simply don't understand how it works. How are you? How do you <laughs> technically do that? Are you sort of inspecting packets and seeing what's with inside the individual packets, or yeah, I genuinely don't know how it works. Yeah. So basically, it's like a we hook it to the whole PHP framework. Right. So uh, everything that is going to be executed when you know PHP script is being executed yep. runs through our addition, which is installed to the web application. Uh, let's say it's WordPress, for example. And so this the, the whole engine is actually, uh, it's the same engine that can run on any PHP application. So basically the same thing that the same engine that runs for WordPress sites runs also for Laravel sites or even vanilla PHP. Yeah. So uh, yeah, this, this it's kind of yeah, it's it's kind of that the firewall engine is going to be part of your whole website. I think this is so, one of those things which is going to be too <laughs> going to be harder to explain yeah, than, very, this, yeah. <laughs> than is worth the time. But needless to say, it's it's the, the approach is is worth discussing that it's doing things before they happen. Um, what are some of the? I'm on the the page at the moment. We've got um, webarcsecurity.com forward slash product, which is is actually the features page. Um, and I'm looking and it says um, security monitoring and alert. So if it spots something, um, will it automatically kill it um, before it happens and then let you know that, oh, we did something on your behalf? Uh, yes. Yeah, so uh, you basically have access to whole firewall logs uh, directly on the WordPress, uh, WordPress WebArcs plugin dashboard and also on the WebArcs portal where you can see all statistics about all your websites that are on WebArcs and you can see like how many attacks have been blocked, you know, in general over your own websites. And you can also see the details of the attacks that have been tried to, you know, run against your websites. You can see, you know, you can see where, from which country it came from. Uh, you can see if they were blocked uh, and if they actually got like if some something, you know, very uh, severe were tried to, you know, pass through the website then it will get uh, like IP block automatically. And we really, you know, take care of, uh, you know, proactively blocking these kind of threats, like, you know, malicious bots and uh, 
you know, in, plugin enumerations and, you know, things that are, you know, out of scope of a regular website usage. Mm. Do, you, um, do you blacklist um, IPs on a permanent basis that then I have to go back in a whitelist or do you just sort of lock them out for a period of time and then they kind of automatically... So, yeah, you can, yeah, by default, I think, I don't actually even remember, I think it was... Uh, by default, it was that you will get back, uh, the IP will get banned for one day or something, but you okay. can customize all of that. Okay. So, yeah. yeah and okay. in terms of alerts, you know, the security monitoring and, you know, all these like blacklist things, and, you know, we even check if the site has PHP errors on it, or like, you know, sometimes you update a, a theme and then you, you know, see that, you know, on the front page there's some fatal error or something. So, you know, all these kind of things can be set up as alerts to your email or even integrated with the Slack. Oh, so, yes, Slack. Very nice. Yeah. So basically, you can just connect WebArcs with your like slash developers Slack channel and all these like uptime issues, everything, like all this information can, you know, just run into your Slack channel about every site that you have added to WebArcs platform. Yes. So, in an ideal world, we never hear from you ever. Um, because <laughs> yeah. everything's fine, but uh, but you you do uptime monitoring. It says defa I'll come back to the second one: defacement monitoring. There's blacklist monitoring, software vulnerability mon monitoring, and then it says yeah, it'll email you or send you uh, via Slack, which I bet a lot of people are really happy about. Yeah. Um, what what's the defacement monitoring? Are you sort of like scraping screenshots and comparing them and things like that, or? It's kind of the same thing as the mentions, you know. It's also like if we check your website and if we see that you know. Uh, some like specific, uh, for example, if a user, if we if we change our scraping for user agent and see if there's uh, content uh, different, if you know a Google bot is visiting your site of, or an actual visitor is you know yeah, visiting yeah. the site, then we can you know figure out if there's something you know tried to be cloaked or if there's something that were tried to be hidden. But additionally, it's also going under the same thing that I you know mentioned before that we check. If the site is, you know, being listed in those defacement databases gotcha. and all these kind of places, so we kind of check from, we check ex, uh, we check directly from your website, and we also check from external sources. So we kind of bring external and internal sources together. Um, one of the that, that kind of leads me very nicely actually into this next bit because it kind of occurred to me that if um, if you put the the responsibility onto you say WebArcs um, to look after my website and to keep itself up to date about um, current vulnerabilities and new things that are going on in this space and you know new devious ways that bad people are trying to trying to break your WordPress site. Where, where do you go? What kind of things do, do you as a company do uh, to ensure that you are as, uh, the, the most knowledgeable people about this? Because after all, at the end of the day, that's what this boils down to is, is knowledge. If you yeah. have knowledge before the rest of us do, then there's value in that. Um, but if you don't keep ahead of us with that knowledge, then, then there isn't. So where, where do you find yourself going and what, what's the company policy for, for kind of keeping um, up to date with threat intelligence? So, for example, like in our team, there's something we call Research Friday, which we often do is that we kind of have to keep ourselves up to date everything all the time as well. Uh, you know, what is happening externally in terms of uh, uh, web application security in general and so forth. But, uh, yeah, like our team members are, you know, uh, you know, learning new things all the time. We have... Uh, we have, like, for example, uh, Luca, who is our um, uh, main security researcher. He's, you know, actively doing certificates for himself as well uh, to, you know, get better in penetration testing and doing, like, offensive side of that. And, you know, actually looking into uh, popular plugins that are installed, you know, around our uh, kind of customer portfolio as well and see if there's, you know, any threats. You know, maybe you have, maybe you also heard, I think it was in December where we discovered uh, a SQL injection vulnerability on a login uh, on a login press plugin. Which I spotted out. that. Yes, I did spot that piece. Of news. Yeah, yeah. So, so we yeah, and also uh, yeah. So we actively look that kind of things and automate uh, kind of detection methods uh, to find such kind of uh, vulnerabilities on very popular uh, components. But additionally, I already kind of mentioned you before, but. Uh, we are going to release a uh, bug bounty platform 
probably in upcoming months, uh, where we already have over 700 researchers uh, waiting for, uh, where basically uh, we have all WordPress, all CMS plugins uh, listed and researchers can start to kind of uh, uh, freelance on the platform and find vulnerabilities or actually just, you know, kind of look at the code and become like a kind of guardians for the web and yeah. see if there's, you know, uh, high risk vulnerabilities on on uh, extensions and plugins that are, you know, installed to a lot of websites like 100,000 installations and all, like all that kind of stuff. So as soon as we put this live, we are really, you know, giving our effort back into the community itself as well yeah. and very proactively kind of trying to uh, find issues before the bad guys do and kind of, you know, uh, make developers know about it and meanwhile uh, build the most up-to-date firewall system uh, you know, on the web, on this kind of field ever, you know, been. So. I think that's really cool. I mean, the the kind of like the bug bounty initiative to me strikes me as the best model that we have yet uh, for keeping people from like going to the dark side, if you know what I mean. Yeah. If there's a uh, if there's a financial reward, and and in some cases, you know, some of these bug bounties for, for example, Microsoft and Google for their Chrome um, browser and what have you, the, the the financial rewards for finding something horrific, um, which allows you to leverage something even more horrific for things like Chrome and Windows, is, is you know you can, you can really get a lot of money if you're a very good hacker, but. The off, the you know, the, the trade-off is that you you demonstrate to Microsoft a big problem. Um, they pay you for it, and then they fix it for the rest of us. And that I'm really pleased that you said that because I think that's the, without doubt, the best way to go about doing it. And um, yeah, as I said, like component, like we focus a lot on you know web application security in general. But nowadays, you know, like uh, last year compared to 2017, there's three times more vulnerabilities on WordPress plugins. Yep. This, you know, just shows the issue. And meanwhile, WordPress is getting more popular and popular. Yep. And, you know, component security is becoming a very big issue. So uh, for us, you know, making plug, it's actually called plugbounty.com, which is kind of, you know, plug for plugins. So, uh, uh, you know, giving researchers a place where all different open source plugins and extensions and you know themes and everything is listed uh, in a way that it's shown how much impact it gives for the whole web because you know there's there's JavaScript libraries that are installed to tens of thousands or like millions of websites and yes. <laughs> if you can just find one vulnerability there which you find before the bad guy imagine how, many, how how big of a difference you will make yeah and the, the thing and, is the internet is so big even a, even yeah. like a two day window if you've got yeah. two day window could be millions of pounds you know, it's amazing it's not even two days if you remember what happened with the Drupal Gaddon, if you know. oh yes yeah well was I was like, actually a part of the like, first one yeah I think it was like four hours yeah. <laughs> after the update. So Drupal, even you know, before they pushed. Yes, they kept saying, "We're going to push this update. Update, yeah, please, yeah. update, please, yeah. update." <laughs> yeah. So, and then it happened, and everybody's like, "Yeah, yeah, I remember it well. I remember it well." And then they had Drupal getting two last year, I think it was, or the year before that. Um, we should probably move on to the the cost of the the platform itself because you know it's a business you need to generate revenue to keep it going so at the moment i've gone to webarcsecurity.com forward slash pricing and you've got three tiers that i can see here i don't know if you do a a free tier like some of the other platforms do but there's there's one called essential which is uh 4.99 a month there's one called pro 14.99 a month and then there's um there's a custom price an enterprise one where you need to need to get in touch with you guys what are the what's the benefits of the pro over the essential and do you have a, a free uh version to test before you jump on with the uh, in essential pricing uh, we do have 14 days trial, which is actually right. a pro plan. So you you will have 14 days to just try out the whole thing, get in touch with us, just write to our you know chat, and we help you even you know set up everything and all that. Oh, I'm glad uh, you said actually, that actually because I think that's the right kind of way to price. Like this. 
support for us is very important. So what we do is we always, you know, you can write to our support and you can, you know, easily talk to our CTO, for example, so or even me. So, uh, you know, we are all really committed into that and we are very kind of, you know, customer focused in terms of, you know, talking to you guys and, you know, uh, making sure that you understand properly that, you know, there is no security solution on the market that, you know, you can use and, you know, it will take your kind of uh, mind away from security completely because that would be the very wrong thing to do. Uh, but uh, yeah, and the pro plan, you know, it includes uh, even reports, for example, you can uh, you can basically, uh, for example, if you have customers, you have like 15 sites added to WebArcs, then you can take, uh, you can generate a PDF report that you can go to your customer and show, hey, that's how many attacks we were blocking on your website for one week and, you know, uh, here's all the things that are passed and, you know, all the things with green check marks that are all, you know, good on your website and everything is up to date. And there's, you know, here's the list of, you know, outdated uh, software and, you know, you know, all these things, you know, you can just uh, show the value to your customer that there are actually people who try to attack your website. And there are, you know, things that uh, we keep updated and we, you know, kind of uh, you know, keep well on the website. Yeah, and I think, sorry, I was just going to say, I think from a client's point of view, that is a very powerful message because, the, you know, to an, to an on, to somebody who's unfamiliar using WordPress, um, who knows that they've got a website, they know it's built on WordPress, but they're terrified to do anything apart from write posts and click, click publish. The, 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 if you can demonstratively show, look, we've blocked three and a half thousand attacks this month, or it has been blocked, and we have updated all of these plugins on your behalf. So I think that's really powerful because it, it allows them to, to rest easy. You know, this is a money thing for them. Their website yeah. might be generating thousands of dollars a day, and the fact that it's up and demonstratively up, and you can prove that you've not just been sitting there doing nothing, things have been happening whilst they've been asleep, that's great. I also wanted to mention that I like the fact that there is no free tier. The 14-day, but I've always, I've always found it interesting, the idea of a free version, a, a hobbled version, um, you know, where lots and lots and lots has been stripped out in order to try to sort of get them in. So I like the fact that you pay from the outset. That, that makes it, that makes it um, I you don't know. know. There's the saying that usually things cost because they're good. <laughs> yes, quite, so. yeah. Yeah, I'm going to read through the the list because I think that's important. So on the four pound four dollars ninety nine, you get uh, security site scans. You get the web application firewall, malware attack and protection. Uh, you can manage multiple domains. Um, uh, it says add or remove websites flexibly. Domain reputation monitoring, two factor authentication. So you log in with something which you own, not which sorry which yeah something which you have, not what you um, like a password, an additional password. Uh, and cookie consent. And then if you go up to the uh, $10 extra a month, so $14.99, you get all of those features, plus you get security reports, blacklist notifications, downtime monitoring, very important, chat customer service, and remote software updates. And then if you go onto the, the custom pricing, there's a whole load more, which you can look for yourself at forward slash pricing. Um, Thank you so much, Oliver, for coming on and talking to us about WebArcs. Before we, before we go, I always like to offer the person a chance to tell us where they're at, where they're, what their Twitter handle is. You know, if you want to let them know your email and all of that kind of stuff, you can. But uh, over to you for as long as you want. Okay, uh, I guess uh, my Twitter handle is Oliver Sild. I guess uh, you can see it from some picture which is associated with the podcast, uh, how my name is written. Uh, but yeah, I... Uh, uh, you, you can also follow us on uh, Twitter is uh, uh, webarcs uh, under slash uh, security. Uh, we have a, a Facebook community group actually where you can join. Uh, just hit join and we can, you know, there's, uh, I think there's a bunch of people already who are using webarcs. So in case you're just trying to get some, you know, feedback from our current customers, you can directly talk to them there as well. Um, and yeah, I can also offer all of you, if you want to use a promotion code uh, WPBuilds, uh, which will give you 50% discount on any plan that you wish Ooh. to try for 12 months. Oh, that's so, very nice. So what was that? WPBuilds, all uppercase, shall we say? Exactly, yeah. Okay. How kind of you. That's really, really kind. Very, very nice indeed. So 50% off 
any of those licenses for your first year, which makes the you know the essential plan almost almost free, not quite, but very very <laughs> cheap indeed. That's great. Actually, it's funny. I noticed as I was looking around on your website on your homepage, you've got the you know everybody does don't they? You've got some testimonials, and uh, two of the two of the first three that I noticed are, uh, uh, are members of our WP Builds Facebook group. So that's oh, nice to see. Awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's lovely. I saw both the names. I thought, oh, oh, look, I know them. Um, so that's great. Thank you for coming on. Like Oliver said, if you want to use the offer code WP Builds, all capitals, no spaces, and get yourself a, a very heavily 50% discounted first year, go for it. Oliver, appreciate you very much coming on the podcast today. Thank you. Thank you so much for calling me. And uh, yeah, if uh, anyone wants to, you know, talk about security or, you know, everyone is really free to, you know, just get in touch with me, you can use the chat uh chat bubble on yeah. our website and just say hey i want to talk to oliver and you know i will i will get back to you oh that's very kind right thank you very much see you soon see you okay i hope you enjoyed that finding out all about internet security do remember that if you have enjoyed that and you have thought to yourself well i could make use of webarks we have a coupon code giving you 50% off the first year of any plan. That coupon code is WPBUILDS, all capital letters and there's no spaces. So yeah, why not go and use that and grab 50% off the, the plan for the first year? Certainly worth looking at. Today's episode of the WP Builds podcast is sponsored by Project Huddle. Are you still using email for client feedback? Well, there's a better way. With Project Huddle, client feedback has never been easier. Point, click, and type interactive comments right on top of any website. Delegate, manage, and resolve issues with your team. Get quick, clear approvals from your clients. White label it and look like a pro. For 20% off, visit projecthuddle.io forward slash WP Builds. Sincere thanks to any and all of our sponsors. They really do keep the lights on over at WP Builds. Okay, that's it. I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode. Please join us again on Monday when we bring out the WordPress Weekly News. It's only about 15 minutes. Stick it on your podcast app on your phone and it will automatically be downloaded for you. If we don't see you on Monday, I'll see you next Thursday for the, for the regular podcast and I shall fade in some awful cheesy music as I always do. Bye-bye for now. Bye-bye.